When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I totally. when I decided to make that huge change, I knew that I needed to make drastic changes. Yeah. One, move back to my mom's house. Yeah. Two, I took an oath of celibacy. Yes. Let's I talk took about that. an oath of celibacy. Me? Yeah. I am Latina. I got needs. This is what I used to say, right? Okay. Now I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. Today is going to be a good one. We're back in the studio. We're back on the couch. We're back with another incredible guest that has an amazing story. Um, I, I have to say this also again. <laughs> I can't not do it. I can't not do it. Let me introduce you guys to how I know her as Salsa Gabby, aka my wife's imaginary friend, <laughs> like when you were children. Um, I met Gabby, I think, in 2020. And um, so three years too, too long. Yeah. So Miss Gabby Lopez, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think you were with Shay the day I just spontaneously called her. Yeah. I honestly remember we were on the treadmill at LA Fitness. Yeah. And she's like, so this guy, Justin, oh, that's wow. when I first heard. I'll never forget that yeah. day. And I'm just like, oh, cool. There it goes. Losing <laughs> another friend. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and um, God, that was, yeah, 2017. And then I had heard about you. Um, we had tried to meet up a couple times. And then three years later. Um, during a pandemic. During a pandemic, I found out you do exist. Yes, you're welcome. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so a um, little bit of an intro on you. Actress, model, entrepreneur, all things yes. that we do here in L.A. Yes. Um, and a little bit more background um, that you can give. Where are you from? Anything else you want to add? Well, I was born in Mexico, but raised in California. Okay. Um, they brought me over, so I'm over. I'm um, about <laughs> the age of three years old, mm -hmm. and I've just been here since then. Mm. Um, super, super old school type of family, mm -hmm. type of vibe, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. I was in LA 14 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to get into all of it, and um, the main thing that we're going to be talking about today is rediscovering you. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'll throw that in the edits. Um, okay, so we had our, our incredible pre-call yesterday, yeah. which helped me out a lot to structure the episode. Yeah. And um, so let's get into it. The first question I have is, why the rediscover, right? Like what happened? Everyone has that, whether it's an aha moment, a crossroad moment, um, a humbling moment, yeah. et cetera. So yeah. give us a little. Um, I mean, I would... I would 
pin it on one specific moment, of course, but it was a mm-hmm. sprinkle of moments that led to this big bang, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this big bang uh, was this last breakup that I had, which okay. was about I'm coming up on a year ago. Okay. And um, it wasn't even necessarily about the breakup. It was an, a buildup of, of life sure. that led to that moment, you mm-hmm. know? And um, when I broke up with this person, it's not even that I was truly so in love with this person. It was mm-hmm. just past emotions from past experiences and past relationships that weren't healed and we'll we'll go into all that but having that moment having that breakdown it was it was a breakdown like I've never had before Mm. I've had my moments when I'm down when I've cried you know I've been by myself but this breakdown was was life-changing it it brought me literally to my knees sure um we spoke about this and I, I I was crying in a way that I I don't think I've ever cried in my life like bawling sobbing that outer body feeling when yeah. you can't control can't it you control know it. and and you want to stop crying but mm-hmm. you can't stop crying right. and i'm just sobbing and sobbing and it's not, it's not that i'm special it's not that i heard the word of god but something something literally because i was like god what do you want me to do where sure. what am i supposed to do like i'm just talking out loud like right. as if there was a person in front of me mm-hmm. and there was no like oh you know poor thing pobrecita. like no it was mm-hmm. are you done yeah it was such a it was such a stern voice. It was like, "Are you done? Are mm-hmm. you gonna let me do what I need to do?" Sure. And just in that exact second that those words came in, everything just kind of like it was mm. like the, such a deep breath of like, "What was that?" Yeah. yeah. And that initial moment, I don't I don't even know how to explain what happened. I mm. just knew I needed to change. Sure. I needed to shift something needed to, I had no idea what it was, Mm -hmm. but something needed to happen in order for me to heal, grow, Mm -hmm. feel free, feel at peace, which is priceless. Something that everyone should try to achieve, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so having that moment led me to so many things that trickled afterward from, I was living by myself at the time, Mm -hmm. um, in this one bedroom apartment. And it was the beginning of the pandemic. So it was the breakup and the pandemic and the uncertainty of the world. And I lose my job. All these things are happening. And I'm sitting in my house like, what the am I going to do? Can I cuss? Yeah, it's more editing for me. But yeah, you can. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it put me in that place of like, okay, you know what? First step, I can't be by myself. So then I moved into an apartment with two of my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Because they were distractions. Distractions, right? (laughs) I move in there. First month awesome. Mm -hmm. I feel exactly the same. After that, after that first month, after that first month, it was Mm -hmm. like, as soon as the distraction was over, I felt that heaviness, that overload. I felt that it was just straight confusion. I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. I imagine as a 34 year old woman, not knowing, because at the time I was 34, Mm -hmm. I didn't not, not knowing how to evaluate or how to pinpoint my emotions was the Mm. wildest thing i couldn't pinpoint what i was feeling why i was feeling so then me being in this house with these girls i would work out i would do create content and i was doing this and do it i was so busy during a pandemic feeling so alone Mm -hmm. feeling so confused surrounded by people but so lonely right and i would sit with myself and i would pray and i would like what am i supposed to do something Mm -hmm. isn't it i've been Mm -hmm. in la for 14 and a half years and then i just sat there and i just prayed and prayed and talked and talked and i moved back home to my mom's house Mm -hmm. at a 35 years old Mm -hmm. i got my stuff and i moved to my mom's house yeah if you would have told me a year prior to the pandemic when mm-hmm. I'm celebrating my birthday with my girlfriends and I'm having a great time yeah. and enjoy this. Cause in a year you're going to move back home <laughs> to a small town, a farm town with your mom sure. and love it. Yeah. 
Mm. I would have I would have laughed in your face. I wouldn't have believed it, you know. And yeah. and the craziest thing is now sitting at my mom's house and, and and doing things for my family and being with my family, I've realized that everything I've been searching for, everything that I was looking to fill all those things, it was me. Yeah, I was looking for me. Well, it's one of those things where, as, as I had to find out. Um not so much the hard way that you did, yeah. right? Um, at this particular time, I've, I've had that breakdown before. Um, but recently I found out that, who knew? Only you can complete you, <laughs> right? I was like, first of all, why did this take me this long? I was uh, 33 with, with this epiphany. Um, but it was definitely a better late than never, right? And, and for me, more than anything, it was everything started to make sense thereafter. Right. And more specifically, my relationship started to make more sense thereafter with yourself or in general with myself and then definitely with my people in my life. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start with my wife. And, mm-hmm. and that was something that, um, I didn't really know that she was, um, needing me to be more of kind of thing. Right. Um, she wouldn't necessarily just tell me if I'm a very black and white, you got to just tell yeah. me what you need me to do and I'll do it kind of thing. But it's hard for me to sometimes read between the lines. Right. And so, but she kept saying over and over, and I said this in the show um, a couple of times, um, she felt like she wasn't good enough for me. Mm-hmm. She wasn't enough for me. No matter what she did, it was always like a, yeah, but it wasn't you know, sustainable. And I had this infamous call with my therapist, and um, he hit me with that, you know, only you can complete you. And ultimately, Justin, what is it going to take for, for you to be happy? And as you know, we talked yesterday, that was such a, a, the hardest question I think I've ever had to answer, which is, wild when, when you sit down and you break it down. Um, but I just realized that I wasn't truly happy with myself. Um, I wasn't fulfilled, Mm -hmm. right? There's a difference between having success and then having fulfillment. I had the success, um, but I didn't have the fulfillment and there was still, um, somewhat of a facade that I was, I was putting up. Um, it's hard for back then it was hard for me to admit when I was wrong. It was hard for me to admit that I had fallen on my ass and and I, yeah, my ego. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just this, this, yeah, too much pride. Yeah. Right. And, um, as Shade so beautifully says, love is stronger than pride. And Shay, as you know, if you were to define her in one word, it would Mm. be love. Mm. So I factor all this in and, um, some of the things that I know you can relate to is, um, I realized that I kept taking the same me, right, into new relationships. Mm-hmm. I kept taking the same problems, the same bad patterns, the same triggers, um, and ultimately realizing, well, here it is. You're repeating instead of repairing. I used to always think that women could repair me, right? Women could repair my flaws. Like right. they were supposed to give me the answers right. to my tests, which right. is crazy. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was a long time coming, um, for me, ironically enough, I was in a marriage figuring this out. Right. Um, I would say lucky for you, you were single figuring this out. Right. right. Um, because bless Shay's heart. I, I put her through, you know, a lot of stuff, yeah. um, unfortunately that she didn't deserve and, um, and nothing crazy. I just, I had all these questions and I was, I was thinking she could give me the answers. Right. So when it comes, you know, back to you and, and you having that moment, um, your crossroad moment after the breakup, um, I know you told me yesterday that you had that realization, like, you know what? I can't keep going from relationship to relationship. Right. Thinking that like, okay, this one will just cure all. And and I found myself knowing, (laughs) like I was almost purposely dating unavailable people, which was the wildest thing, right? I almost already knew the outcome, but I would just ride this wave. Mm. And it was, it was unintentionally intentionally. Sure. And, and me right now, mm-hmm. it almost feels like an outer body way of saying this, but yeah. I'm like, 
what were you doing? Mm. You know, and I found myself, I didn't know, this is the craziest thing, mm-hmm. I've been preaching since I've known Shay, mm-hmm. self-love, empowerment, yeah. I mean, I'm constantly speaking about these things, right. but I didn't know that I didn't believe it. Right. I didn't know that I wasn't self-empowered, self-love, I didn't know that. Same. Now that I look at myself, I'm like, there was no self-love, there was no true connection to to the value that I hold. Sure. I didn't see myself as, as a person of value, you know, and I kept dating these people and, and I'm, I'm not a serial dater. We date for six months to a year and then I'd be single for three months, six months, and then I meet somebody else. And if it was a good vibe, we'd start dating, you mm-hmm. know? And, and when these people com- would complain, like complain, like I had a boyfriend who would say, you know, we're always arguing almost like if we didn't care about each other, we wouldn't argue. Sure. We, we argue because we care about each other, yeah. but that's wrong. You're trying to normalize it, but it's, it's wrong, yeah. you know? And me yeah. now I'm like, no, that's absolutely wrong. You shouldn't argue all the time. That isn't mm-hmm. that that is an exp- is not an expression of love. Sure, you know. But for me totally. at the time, if I, I would tell him the day that I stop, you know, fighting with you, that's the day that you should be worried. Oh my God, I used to say the same things. It, but wow. I, isn't that crazy? I used to always say, when I'm quiet, then you worry. Like when I'm silent and I don't say, yeah, then, then ask, ask questions. But right now I care so much that I'm going to argue with you kind right. of thing. Which and is I didn't so even backwards. know how to, to communicate, <laughs> how to speak, how to even right. bring and, and I know it all stemmed from ego and insecurity yeah. and, mm-hmm. and obviously me not seeing my worth or not. Yes. Under, like it was just a domino effect of totally. things that I was not aware of. But totally. I was thinking last night after a pre-call, you know, like mm-hmm. my past relationships and situations and how I did the same thing with yeah. every person. Mm-hmm. My the last guy that I dated, and he would always be like, "Why do we argue so much?" I was like, "Because we love each other." Mm, like you know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Shay would tell me the same thing. She's and and what was scary was is she said, "This is normal to you," and I was like, "Yeah." It's so sad because that, that's that's the word I'll use. It's sad because I I didn't know another way. You know, like like Shay would be like, "You know, it doesn't have to be like this." And and in my heart of hearts, I wanted to believe her, but deep down, I was like how like what what does that even look like are we gonna watch a tv show yeah <laughs> or you're saying oh we can do it yes how sway yeah. i was like yeah. you got the answers because i i have no clue mm-hmm. and that was when i started to realize that um it doesn't always have to be on my terms either right swallow that pill <sighs> swallow that pill and here's why it's easy to swallow that pill at least for me now now <laughs> yes thank you when you're with the right person correct and here's another hack too when you can think in the long term, sure. as opposed to the short term. Sure. Um, I used to say this this line oh, to Shay. It was terrible. I used to say um, when when we had conflict, I used to say I didn't sign up for this. Oh, I've heard that. Someone's they've said that mm-hmm. to me. That's not what I signed up for. That's hurtful. AKA, you get your stuff together. Yeah. Not me. I know. You I right? Know. I used to say that, and um, and then I just through therapy, through podcasts, through books, through all the self work, realized. Instead of pointing the finger at everybody, right? I need to point the finger at myself. My mom used to always say, point the finger, right? Mm-hmm. Look at your hand. You're mm-hmm. pointing three towards you, one towards them. Ooh, that's good. Right? Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. She's oh, like, man. before you that's do great. this, realize that you're pointing three at yourself. Wow. So reevaluate this before mm. you start blaming everybody else. Easier said than done. Uh, hello. But that's amazing to keep at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to blame everyone, right? It's, it's, again, back to the, the pride, too much pride in, in your ego. Um, but again, when you're with the right person, so many things just become easier. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we said is, is we were, um, we normalized arguing and conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay and I have, as we call them, healthy challenges. 
Okay. Because there's a big difference between like a, a conflict and then a healthy challenge. Sure. Because we kind of moved pretty fast according, you know, to like society, whatever standards. But the thing that we lacked was time. And then with time, you lack experiences because mm-hmm. you don't really have them. Mm-hmm. So we took these healthy challenges as moments of opportunity, as, as moments of getting to know each other more. How do you fight? Mm-hmm. How do you communicate in times yeah. of conflict? What are your triggers? Here are mine. What are your bad patterns, right? Um, essentially, you're exposing yourself. But again, when you're with the right person, it's easier to do sure. that. You don't fear getting judged. You don't fear uh, being rejected, right? And especially when you have that long-term mentality. Um, mentality. That security. Exactly, mm-hmm. the reassurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. But I think at the end of the day, Overall, for the ones who are jumping from relationship to relationship, something like that was both of us. The ones who keep you're the, you're the common denominator, but you're stuck on stupid. Yes, and as opposed to being like, oh, may, maybe it, it is me. And then you blink, and then you're in your mid thirties. Okay, <laughs> right, exactly. And then you're like, okay, I gotta grow up. Totally. It's time. Totally. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. It comes to a point where you have to realize that you're the common denominator, and yes, you're fighting against your ego, mm-hmm. how you were raised, the yeah. way that you you were expressed love. It's not that mm-hmm. they didn't love you; it's that, that that's what our parents knew. Sure. You know, that's sure. what they could give us. Yeah. So now we're having to battle with, okay, let me heal this before I bleed on my kids, or right. my future husband, or right. my friends, yep. or anybody. Yep. Well, it's a situation where, as, as I've said before, you know, everyone's got their own different upbringing. Sure. Um, those are the cards that you were dealt with, mm-hmm. but they're not the ones I'm going to be playing in the game. No. I'm going to switch up. I'm going to, what's the, the Uno card where you can swap yeah. your, you know what I'm saying? Yep. That's going to be me. Right? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But here's a question that I, that I have for you and, and on, it's for myself too mm-hmm. and everyone listening and watching. Why now? Why now? Right. You, you said you, you're in your mid thirties. I'm in my mid thirties. Why now? Because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, we were somewhat aware back when, Okay whether it was from exes telling us, friends telling us, family telling us, but why all of a sudden does it just click now? I just feel uh, I'm more receptive to everything. Mm. I'm more receptive to criticism. Mm -hmm. I'm more receptive to somebody telling me that, "Mm, you know, that's not right. Even though I, if I tell you this is green and you're like, no, it's blue. I'm like, Okay, it's blue. It could possibly be blue. Whatever. You know, it, yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. I've just gotten to a point now where I see things through a completely different lens sure. than I did even at the beginning of my 30s, mm. you know, my mid-20s, because everything has just shifted to the point where if I know that I want to get to have the life that I want, which is a, a husband and sure. a healthy relationship, sure, sure. I need to stop now and I need to make myself mm. completely whole, completely healed. And I'm not going to be hundred percent. Right. There's right. still going to be triggers from whomever comes into my life that I'm yeah. going to have to, you know, flow with. But I'm just at the point now knowing that I have to change and make drastic changes in sure. order to get what I want. I think that is a huge testament to self-awareness. Yeah. Um, acceptance, right. Accepting that you're not perfect or maybe you're not who you thought you were. Mm-hmm. And it's not you just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also it's just maturity. Right. Yeah. It's 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 taking those lessons back to that and those healthy challenges or bad challenges, because the, the worst arguments, the worst challenges, the biggest blow ups are the biggest lessons. Yes. They're the most they're the, they're the easiest way to be exposed. Yes. But it's it's the maturity factor that you have to insert in the time of conflict mm-hmm. where you're like, there's something here for yeah. a reason. Mm-hmm. Let me try to grab the lesson. Right. Right. That's how you can glass half full it. But yeah. I feel that. You know, and, and I'm grateful for the podcast like this because mm-hmm. most people won't do what we're doing. Right. 
And I, I, I pray and I hope that people see this and say, yeah. you know what, let me just pause. Right. Let me pause my life yeah. and, and yeah. make that change. Sure. Because I, my biggest thing is I don't want to turn 40 and be single. Mm. That was my biggest thing. Sure. So I, I just, I pray and hope that yeah. people reflect. Well, I think the, the pandemic hopefully did that for a lot of people, Massive right? Pause. It did that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, oh my God, I immersed, I was in therapy like three days a week. Awesome. I, I was like obsessed with awesome. it. Um, again, books and podcasts and just, cause I finally started to get answers to these questions. Sure. I started being able to dissect, assess and reevaluate my feelings because I had these feelings in my twenties and it didn't really, it was foggy. It didn't really make sense. Sure. And as I got older, for me, as I've said a couple episodes ago, there's there's a click for men when they hit 30, for whatever the hell reason. And I hit that click, and that's when it kind of all started. But the pandemic was a way to hit the pause button, mm-hmm. knowing everyone had to hit the pause button, right? Because we naturally try to keep up with everybody, right. as we'll talk about soon. Mm-hmm. We try to keep up with everybody based on Instagram, with social media, whatever. And I was had this feeling of like, well, everyone's just kind of sat down right now, you're right, deliberately. And what am I going to do with it? I want to come out of this thing better than I entered it. Yeah. And whether that's mentally, physically, emotionally, better husband, better father, whatever. This was like a, a, okay, let's take an inventory check on myself and let's get it together. Because if not now, when, um, you, you said something about, you don't want to pass this down to your kids. Mm -mm. Um, I have a daughter, she's 13. God help us. I, I try to do everything I can to not pass down things. I yeah. always say I, I parent based on what I didn't have. Sure. I, I parent based on my parents' mistakes, right? Like I know what not to do. Sure. What to do is still a little foggy. I'm like figuring it out, but I definitely know what not to do. Sure. So again, but I hopefully everyone, like you're saying, watching or listening can, can take this one because it's not too late. It's never too late, right? Take this moment to hit the pause button. Take that hard look in the mirror reassess Mm -hmm. sit with your feelings and Mm -hmm. get this in solitude don't distract yourself don't load all this stuff up (laughs) on your plate yeah because ultimately even if you do it at the surface level it's not going to last no as you notice you were a month in you're like oh i'm good i'm fine i got my girls with me Mm -hmm. i'll work on some stuff whatever Mm -hmm. but you were just so busy and you didn't get to the root roots Mm -hmm. plural Mm -hmm. of the problems right Right. Yeah. And it, I think, you know, it all started like I can say the pandemic, but it's when I said sprinkles of it started, yeah. I moved back from Miami in 2015, I believe. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hit the ground running. I had just yeah. come out of another breakup. You're welcome. I get it. <laughs> another breakup. And I hit the ra- ground running because why? Let's distract ourselves. Let's not feel. Let's just go, go. Cause right. you're fine. You're a strong woman. Mm-hmm. I was, I've always been like an empowered, strong woman, mm-hmm. baby girl, you need to heal. Okay. You're running. So yeah hit the ground running. I opened my salsa nights. I was working. I was training. I was doing all this stuff. I was taking acting classes and auditions and blah, blah, blah. Boom. I booked BET. Mm. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I booked BET. Cool. Did I filmed it. Cool. Yeah. Saw myself. I'm a huge network show. <laughs> and I was like, why don't I feel anything? Mm. Like I'm talking like nothing. Yeah. Right. If anything, kind of like empty. Sure. So fast forward, still busy, still pushing, blah, 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 blah. Finally finished this film that I've been working on that we, I led this entire film, blah, blah, blah. You can stream it everywhere. During the pandemic, we went to Chicago and you see it in the big screen, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I'm sitting at the drive-in because mm-hmm. we can't be in theaters. Yeah, yeah. At the drive and I'm looking at myself in this massive, and I'm, no joke, it's going to sound awful. Mm. But almost kind of like bored. Mm. And I'm yeah. sitting there almost mad at myself. Yo, I'm getting to do something that people wish, dream of, dream of being able yeah. to do. The lot was full of cars and I'm looking back and I'm looking up and I'm like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. 
why in in then boom i got my new car because i've always wanted this car right mm-hmm. i got this new car guess what it drives just like my last car <laughs> still get you a to b it, 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 <laughs> and, and it just one thing after another after another yeah. it, it wasn't people mm-hmm. it wasn't jobs mm-hmm. it wasn't money it yeah. wasn't things and it just got to the point that if I wish I would have shaken myself up when I came back to LA in 2015 and be like, you know what, before you land here, just go home for a little bit. Yeah. Because I wasn't home at my mom's house for not even a month when I realized, oh my God, I'm fulfilled. Mm. I mean, fulfilled from head to toe. Yeah. That's a different type of love, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Self-love. Yes. It's not selfish. No. It's important. Yes. It's necessary. Yes. It's essential. And that's really important. You know, I, I, um, I struggle with the idea of what success looks like. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've, I've achieved a lot of things in my life and I've had moments of emptiness. I've had moments of like, this is it. This is what I've been like working so hard for. And and I got this car and I'm like, I mean, it's cool. Uh, You know what I mean? And and it's like, I'm not, I'm not, not grateful for it, but it's, it didn't fulfill what I thought it would. It didn't, it didn't fill that void. Right. And I think, you know, as, as we talked yesterday, when it comes to people, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going from relationship to relationship back mm-hmm. to that, people try to fill voids with other people. It's so unhealthy. Which is one of the most, if not the most toxic thing yes. that somebody can do. But you said it perfectly yesterday. You mm-hmm. said how unfair and selfish of us right. to do this to other people yeah. because you're harming other people. So yep. you're hurting that person. Now yep. this person's going to go to this person with the hurt you gave them. Sure. Sure. You know, so it's a trickling effect. And what happens is um, there's this great analogy where this father and son and the son has a really bad temper. And he's like, look, the father goes, I'm going to try to help you out with this. He said, grab a hammer and grab a nail. And every time you blow up, I want you to go in the backyard and, and hammer this nail into the fence. So a year goes by, there's all these nails in the fence, right? And then the following year, he's working on it. He's getting better. And the father says, great. Every time you feel like you're going to explode, but you don't, you can control it. I want you to go back to the fence and remove that nail. So now all the nails are gone. And here's where it ties together. If you're dating all these people over and over and over, right? You're putting nails, we'll call it, in their heart. And let's say you come and you apologize. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But right, you remove the nail. Okay. But here's what happens to the fence and that heart. The hole Mm -hmm. is still there from the nail and depending on how many nails you put in and how many holes there are and how many wounds and how many scars and how many triggers and patterns it can mess a lot of people up yes all because you were too selfish to work on yourself yeah because you were too selfish to take that hard look in the mirror and to realize it's not necessarily them it's me Me. accountability accountability it's a scary thing it is and it is painful totally Oh my God. It is painful. It's emotional. Yes. It's painful. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Let's talk about frustration. Because with it. it pisses you off that this yeah. whole time you've been looking, uh, why does, you know, it never works out for me. And like, I loved him. Like I totally. gave him everything. Totally. But you, I said this the other day, I was like, what if you loved yourself the way that you've loved all these people? hundred percent. Yeah. What if, if you gave yeah. yourself the same amount of love? Yeah. There's a lot of times where I, I sit and, um, I should tell Shay this more often, but I sit and I think to myself, Thank God she waited for me. Because a lot of times where um, when I started to have realizations of, of my evolvedness, when I mm-hmm. had like flashes of who I could be, my potential, right? Sure. And I would think about, okay, well, maybe if I get to that level, maybe it'll work with an ex, mm-hmm. right? Because you have that thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I was, I was an idiot. I was stupid. And I was just not myself. Let, let me try to go back. But here's the thing. You 
how you give yourself to someone at the particular time, because timing's everything, it happens for a reason. Sure. I want people to know just because you've done all this work and you're this evolved person, right? You're, you're living your best version of yourself. It doesn't mean it's going to work with an ex. Mm-mm. And here's the other thing too, back to those scars and those holes in, in the heart. Some of those can't be repaired. No. I don't care if you're no. a newfound Gabby, no. newfound, it doesn't matter. It's just it, the, that bridge is burned. The and ship to left. to be honest, I wouldn't want to go back to right. because I feel like I let in, how can I say this? I, I let in based on how I valued myself at the time. Not right. saying they're less, not saying sure. I'm above, not saying anything. I'm just saying what I accepted then, me who I am today, I can't even yeah. picture myself exactly. dating these people. Exactly. And nothing against them whatsoever. No, no, no. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I can't even see myself yeah. putting myself in those positions. Some people are seasonal, mm-hmm. some are for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And those seasonal people are coming into your life for a reason. Yes. Grab as much, not in a selfish way or, or a um, taking advantage or, no, or for learn. granted way, but just learn. Mm-hmm. Grab as many lessons as you can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there were so many moments where I um, would think to myself, thank God Shay held that space for me. It takes a special person to see the potential in somebody. Absolutely. But believe what they're showing you, yeah. right? Because you, you can't just live in the potential world. But as Shay told me, um, and she said in an episode one time, because a lot of people are like, how did you know to wait for Justin? She said, I saw the work he was putting in, right, mm. consistently. Mm-hmm. Right? I saw the action. Um, I always told Shay, like, I want my actions to speak so loud, you don't even hear my words. Awesome. You can be deaf awesome. and watch me work kind of thing, awesome. you know? Um, so for people out there, if, if you're like, you know, kind of the steps and how-tos, um, stay consistent with the work. Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be Painful. frustrating. But ultimately... It's still never even as bad as you think it will be. No. And the outcome is worth it all. Yes. Like you said something. You said when you moved back, um, when you moved back home with your mom, you had this sense of like peace. You were a lead and helped basically create a movie. Yeah. You were on a major yeah. TV network. Yeah. You bought your, your dream car at the yeah. time in particular. Mm-hmm. And there was so much that you still need to f- needed to fulfill and have that peace. Yeah. And here you go back home for free. And then you have Where all this. Where I would this. have never have thought. I mean, exactly. for, I still sometimes, and when I, I tell you, I spoke about this the other day on one of my lives. I'm like, I never mm-hmm. thought. I would yeah. say it. Like, I'll never move back to Visalia. Sure. I'll, what, no, what am I going to do here? Right. Now I'm like, I wonder if I can purchase a home here. Like, I look around <laughs> sure, and I'm driving sure. around. And I'm yeah. looking at these ranch homes. And like, it's just sure. different. Well, it's important, though, because you listened to some inner voice that you had. Yeah. It's important for people to not block that voice mm-hmm. out. At the end of the day, when you think about, there were so many moments where you probably had the thought. Yeah. And you're like, that's crazy. I would never do that, right? But sit sometimes again in solitude and silence and just listen to what your body, what your intuition, what your gut is telling you. It's telling you for a reason. And, and again, I think everyone, and, and maybe you could relate to this. Did you feel in a sense like, I can't move back home because if I do, that means I failed? You know, I think it, it, I was so afraid of seeming as if I gave up or if I quit or if it's such a fear, right? What are people going to say? Oh, if I move back home, they're going to think that I just, I'm going to be really frank and I'm not going to cuss. I can give two. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I wake up in peace. I go to sleep with peace. I get genuine love from my niece and my nephew every day. My mom cooks me breakfast. First of all, every morning. (laughs) It's just, 
I yeah. wasn't afraid to do it and I didn't quit. If anything, I'm moving more than I was before. Why? Sure. Because my soul is at peace. Yeah. I always say this, sometimes you got to pull that arrow back sure. so you can be shot to where you need to go, right? Mm. And my, my, if we just didn't worry about so much what people, yeah, baby, no one's paying my bills. Mm-mm. I am, Mm-mm. you know? And yep. even if they were, honey, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's Especially not if, worth it, it. if it doesn't bring you fulfillment no, or happiness or joy. No, because you will never make everybody happy. And even as a partnership, you're not always going to make each other happy. Nope. It's gonna, there's always going to be a constant you know, teeter-totter between sure. each other, right? Sure. So why not make yourself happy yep. and make yourself whole? Yeah. And if you're in situations, whether it's relationships, jobs, mm-hmm. whatever it is, friendships, if it no longer serves you, you have to let it go. Stop trying to force it. If your ego kicks in like, you know what the hell with that? I put in too much time, too much money, too much effort. I'm going to get my ROI. Mm -mm. It's not worth it. Mm -mm. You're damaging yourself. Mm -hmm. You're damaging them. We talked to yesterday, like nothing necessarily is a waste of time, but to some degree, you're just blocking your blessings. You're blocking for what's meant to come into your life because you're stuck on stupid. Well, call for for lack of a better term. And to to, to kind of bring it back a little bit, when I was dating all these men, now I think about myself, like how long have I prolonged my future husband from getting to me? Sure. Or prolonged, because what's in your control is how long did you prolong your self-work? Right. Reevaluating, rediscovering yourself. Right. Which feels amazing. You could have had this four or five years ago. Man. You know what I'm saying? My collagen would have been a little <laughs> exactly <laughs> been less stressed out. So so let's let's pivot into um, what does rediscovering yourself look like now? Obviously, you move back home and stuff like that. But yeah. and also, what was that journey like in a way when you had to realize, okay, this doesn't work for me anymore. Let me switch it up. This does work for me now, etc. I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, I, I said this earlier. I've always believed that I was a person that spoke about like self-love and encouragement right. and doing all this stuff. I, I love making people feel good. Like I, yeah. I literally, I always say, if you come around me, I want you to leave empowered and whatever, you know? Mm. So I would remember that I would, I would grab my phone. Yo, <laughs> I used to do the thing. I would grab my phone and be like, it is Sunday. Let's yeah. not hate this day. You Da-da-da. got this. You got, like I'm yeah. that person, right? Yeah. I would think that I that I meant it. Yeah. I wasn't feeling any of that, yeah. right? Yeah. So redefining myself was like, yo, I want to be intentional with every single thing that I do. Right. If I'm having a crappy day, you know what? Yo, I don't want to look at y'all today. I'm yeah. having a crappy day. Yeah. Why? Because people will, will relate so much more to you having a... Hence the show. See what you did there? <laughs> Appreciate it. To you having <laughs> a, a real authentic self. Like, right. yeah, it's cool to be positive, but mm-hmm. you know what? Today I woke up pissed for no reason. Yeah. You know, so I just, I just wanted to redefine myself and, Mm -hmm. and, and be more intentional with every single thing, be who I was claiming to be, Sure. you know, and Mm -hmm. now me, I want to say, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm still learning every day, Mm -hmm. but whatever goes on, Mm -hmm. whatever I do, I do it with my full intention. A hundred percent. And that way you'll have no regret. None. And that again applies to every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great quote that says, how you do anything is how you do everything. You know, I always say, because I teach classes, fitness classes, and I say, mm-hmm. how you do during the warm-up will let you know how you're going to do totally. during the work. Totally. So if you're going to half-ass the warm-up, you mm-hmm. might as well just stop now. Yeah. And if you're not going to stretch and foam roll and recover afterwards. Don't come to me. Yeah. Mm-mm. Do everything with full intention, mm-hmm. which is, um, it's not rocket science, no. but apparently it's also not common sense either. <laughs> but don't be afraid to do it. You know, jot yeah. down the steps. I when totally. I when I decided to make that huge change, I knew that I needed to make drastic changes. Yeah. One, move back to my mom's house. Yeah. Two, I took an oath of celibacy. Yes. 
Let's I talk took about that. an oath. Me? Yeah. I am Latina. I got needs. This is what I used to say, right? Okay. Now I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all changed. Totally. I'm at church every Sunday. Like things yeah. have just shifted and mm-hmm. things have changed. And it's been the coolest thing. And I think taking that oath of celibacy has put me in a place now where everything is so clear. Yep. My direction, my choices, everything. Yep. There's a clarity that I can't even describe because right. I'm not being, my energy's my energy. Mm-hmm. I believe in soul ties. I believe yes. that when you give a little, you take a little. So it's like everything now yeah. is making sense. So let's talk about, um, you, you said like me, like I'm saying that, right? You said something yesterday that uh, was important to share. Um, you said you used to lead with your body. Oh, yeah. Whether it was on your social, whether you were going out, oh, yeah. you used to lead with your body. Let's talk oh, about yeah. that. Um, I mean, I, I guess now I know it was because I was so insecure, but I would I would never wear anything mm-hmm. like this loose fitting mm-hmm. that might make me look a little... T- <laughs> no, never. I would be tight, boobs mm-hmm. out, legs. I would always constantly lead with my body because mm-hmm. that's all I kind of knew. Yeah. I knew that if I led with this... I was going to be accepted, let's call it, sure. you know, but not knowing that I was doing that. And, and now I like to think that I have a beautiful personality, yeah. that I have a big heart, it's that I care about people. More to offer. That holds so much more value yes. than all of this, you know? And yeah. then I found myself at the time, this is when I was living in Miami. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my boobs done. Oh, what if I go and get my butt done? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if I go and do all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I wanted to feel good. It was because, oh, if I do this, I'll get more attention. Yeah. Or if I do... And, uh, not on purpose. Like I wasn't, sure. it was almost an accidental way of living my life because I wasn't, mm. I wasn't dumb or naive, but it was, it was kind of like, man, I don't even know how to explain well, I, it. I think you were trying to fit in you were trying yeah. to be accepted in ways that, like you said, you were guaranteed going to be accepted. Oh, you were 100%. guaranteeing yourself to get that attention. 100%. Um, and it feels good. Let's be honest. It yeah. feels good to be accepted and get that attention. However, it's the wrong attention but it wasn't the attention that i wanted oh okay does that make sense yeah so i knew what i was doing but i mm-hmm. always wanted to find love okay Baby, you can't it. you can't do one of the you, <laughs> you know what i pick mean and choose. you gotta pick and choose you can't <laughs> yeah. do both and in yeah. and, and now that i see all these things and i yeah. talk about these things i'm like baby girl i wish i could have just shaken you five yeah. years ago yeah i said something um on an episode uh two weeks ago dating in your 30s mm. And it was a little controversial, um, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. This was not scripted, but uh, I, know, I know you can handle it. I believe, as a man, and I'm sure women can say the same thing about men, there are certain women, certain men, for certain things. Mm-hmm. If you're leading with your body, mm-hmm. right, and you're at the club, mm-hmm. or you're even just out and about, forget about the club, what are you portraying and what are you showing men, right? right? Probably not the wife material. Right. Right. If, and again, it's some of it is like there, there's more to it than just what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. It's how you're present yourself, how you're and what pre- you're doing, exactly mm-hmm. your energy, mm-hmm. right? And 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 if you're just like flaunting or flashing, right. etc. It's like there's a way to conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. It's called class, right? It's called I would rather see you and know how much confidence you have, right? Know how much your self worth is. Know you have a whole value system. Mm-hmm. Know that you're not here to play games, and know that you want me but you don't need me. Right. That's what I'm looking for yeah. in a future wife. Mm-hmm. And someone who is who has led with her body or someone who is, is women out there are leading with your body and you're wanting a husband, it's like, let's just start with the whole presentation package. Yes. First impressions is kind of everything. It's kind still. of a big deal. Who knew? And it stems, <laughs> you said this yesterday, it's like women are like, well, I need a man that does this and does that and does yeah. this and he better have his money right. He better have this right. He better go to church. He, are you going to church? Mm. 
Do you have your money right? Do you have a plan? Have you healed your wounds? Have you? We can't demand things that we are not doing ourselves. We're not willing to do. We're not ourselves. willing to do ourselves. Right. So I couldn't be dressing how I was dressed, and I was cla- I was never the one. Not maybe go ahead twerk whatever you want to do, but I yeah, was yeah. never the one. Like you know, sure, sure. I was always just chilling, whatever. But yeah. if you're wearing what you're wearing, right. Like you're sending a certain message. You're sending a message. So you got to put the work and you got to yeah. put out what you want to receive. That's just how it is. That's just it's how it works. Very, very simple. It is very simple. <laughs> and that's one of the things I, uh, you know, Shay and I, we met, as you know, on, mm-hmm. on Instagram and that, and we both did our, our research on each other. And I remember looking and, and I was almost, cause I wanted a wife at that particular yeah. time. And I was almost looking to be like, please don't let yeah. me find something. I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't. Yeah. Not that I would judge a book by its cover. Right. I would still entertain. I'm not going to say it was, it was just one photo. Although for Shay, there was one photo that made her think twice Ooh. out of the 500 and something. Nonetheless, <laughs> um, I need to see this book. after she, after she, you know, got to know me, it was like, and, and my goal is always for people to forget that I model, like don't right. even that's what I do. It's not who I am kind of thing. Um, it's a job and sometimes I have to have my shirt off or whatever, but that's not who I am. It scared me at first. If I'm being honest, when I saw your page, I was like, Oh, can we trust him? Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, uh, maybe like a year prior, you wouldn't have been able to trust me. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes when I say trust, it's not just infidelity, right? It's trust. Like what are his intentions with you? Right, you care about Shay. Yeah. Shay's a good woman. She's in the wife category. Mm-hmm. So, for take the cheating off the table. What are his intentions with you? Sure. Does he want kind of the same things you do? Is he going to waste your time? Is he going to cause scars, holes, wounds in your heart, kind of mm-hmm. thing? Right. So, because when you get to a certain age, you're like, I, I know who I am. I'm very confident in who I am. I love who I am. I'm not trying to to go down some 20-something-year-old relationship. No. There were times um, where I've talked to some of my friends that are going through things in a relationship, and I said, that's like boyfriend-girlfriend stuff that you're dealing with. Not on some grown woman, grown Oof. man, like Oof. let's date with intention of marriage stuff. This, this is like some boyfriend stuff, girlfriend stuff. Oof. You know, and, and I spoke about this the other day. I was telling you, I went on, on mm-hmm. live, and I was talking about relationships and stuff yeah. like that, and someone said, who hurt you? Right. Remember? Yeah. And I was like, when he said that at first, I was like, <laughs> like I wanted to You're bite, like, I wanted to bite back. And I was like, <laughs> take this down a notch. Yeah. I hurt me. Right. I, they didn't hurt me. Cause what you allowed. Mm. I know. Let's, let's go into that. Cause this will, this will tie beautifully into self-worth mm-hmm. and, um, what it means to you now and where you prioritize it now and then where you did back then. But I've been saying here recently, people treat you how you allow them to treat mm-hmm. you. Well, let's stick with the relationship part of it. What does self-worth mean to you now? Again, where do you prioritize it now as opposed to back when? I mean, now it, it all just falls back down to my, my peace of mind, mm-hmm. my peace of my everyday, right? Sure. So self-worth is anybody that comes into my life, we're no longer taking from each other. Right. And that's the biggest thing for me. We can't be taking. Right. So for me, self-worth now is put things of value. And obviously, like the beautiful part of you and Shay is she held on, right? So I know yeah. that can be a possibility. Sure, totally. But does the person have value to be able to stay? Right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Back then, mm-hmm. I know that I, I was allowing people to have all of me and them not having to do anything. Right? I told you the story. Say that again, please, Gabby. That's really, really, really powerful. Please say that again. I was allowing everybody to have all of me and they didn't have to do anything. Mm. And the thing is I was giving all of me and they were taking all of me, right? right? Willingly sucking me dry. Selfishly. Selfishly sucking me dry. Mm -hmm. And then they'd leave me tethered and whatever it is the saying. And I would sit there and just be like, 
you did this. Right. You let them take it. You know, you want a man that's going to buy you flowers and open your door mm -hmm. and you blah, 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 blah. But my own self-worth was yeah. so crappy that I... I just allowed it and sure. constantly allowed it. I went to a table read not that long ago mm -hmm. and I told you this, you know, this guy was there and he's married or his girlfriend or, oh, yeah. you know, and we get to the table and I'm standing by this chair. He pulls a chair and I was like, oh, okay. So I'll just go to the <laughs> other side. And he looks at me so like confused and I was yeah. like, it was the most awkward, like one second. And he's like, it's for you. And I'm like, yeah, wait, uh, oh. you pulled the chair out for me. Yeah. And he almost looked at me like a sad puppy. Yeah. Like he was just, I was like, cause he knew. Cause he knew, but he then knew. that just kind of like punched me because I'm like, yeah. Gab, what have you been doing for mm -hmm. the past 30 years of your life? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you, this, yeah. the man just pulled the chair out and it, yeah. it took my breath away <laughs> and he wasn't hitting on me cause he no. had a girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just was being himself. He was just being himself. There's uh, Shay said this recently. Um, you want to try to have at the forefront, um, when you're dating, don't just date someone who's going to be better than your ex. Mm. Oof. Don't just date someone who is showing you basic, should be everyday things. The chair should be pulled out for you. The door should be yes. open for you. You should be get someone who's, who's willing to commit. Yes. Who's going to call you back. Yes. Or going to let you know why he couldn't Can call back. Can we please stop celebrating because the guy calls you or texts you? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> these are basic. Th when I hear my friends, oh my gosh, he called me like three times today. I'm like, I'm, a oh. I'm, a, I'm just going to go like this. Oh. Stop celebrating things that are supposed to happen when someone's into you yes he's taking you to dinner cool isn't that what happens when people court you why is that not normal why is that we like celebrate a news? phone call we celebrate a text we celebrate a late night thought i know but one of the things that i think is is really admirable that that you've you've shown here today is that uh your willingness to take accountability huh. as you said you realized that these people were when men included were treating you how you allowed them to yeah. And you, instead of pointing the finger at all of them and blaming them and being upset with them, you're like, you know what? I, again, I'm the common denominator mm -hmm. here. I can take full accountability for my actions that no one necessarily forced me to give and no. give and give. And I did that willingly. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful, again, that you can take accountability because that in itself and then and accept it and become aware of it moving forward. That in itself is, is probably more than half the battle mm -hmm. moving forward for ultimately what you're trying to achieve yeah. and what you're trying to evolve into and what mm -hmm. you're trying to, more importantly, attract yeah because once you're very clear on your self-worth and your value system watch what you bring into your life oh i've seen it and even if you slip up right because we're all human yeah watch how short your fuse is to be like yeah i'm good as opposed to two years it, t it takes you to figure out yeah oh, i'm good yeah because that's how sure you are that's mm -hmm. how that's how much you love yourself mm -hmm. so i i totally admire that thank you so as we uh can recap because mm -hmm. man this was uh this was empowering. It's very um, refreshing uh, for me, for sure. And I'm sure for everyone listening and watching, Definitely. what would you say would be a final takeaway? Um, and I have one too, if you want me to go first, I can, but if you want to go um, a final takeaway, just an overall, if you can just pick something you really hope resonates with people. Go first. Okay. Um, for me, it would definitely be control. It's in your control. Mm. All the way back to the beginning of the episode of taking accountability. That's in your control. Yeah. Reassessing. That's in your control. Sitting in solitude. Sitting uncomfortably with what you know you need to start working on. That is in your control. And then ultimately following through consistently with the action, with the work. And then just be, be patient with yourself and it's okay to forgive yourself because you will mess up, oh, right? Let's, let's be honest. You're going to mess up. But here's the thing. 
your mess ups now are only going to lead you to continue on on the right path that you're trying to go down. Those are the lessons that you want, right? They're going to be the good lessons, not the hard lessons, so to speak. Um, and I think the other thing too is is um, love yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day, love yourself. Just love yourself. It's yeah. again, it's it's not rocket science. It's not. We're not. Um, breaking news here, but I think it's it's forgotten a lot of times. Back to the comparison thing, you know, with with society. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. The sooner you can love yourself, here's what happens. People now know how to love you. You now know what to ask for in love. Right. Here's what I need. Here's how I need to be loved. Right. Here's what I'm looking for for love. Right. And you can allow love in and you can give love without, without you loving yourself. You won't have any of those things. I had to learn that the hard way, Same. the hard way. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel worthy of certain things as much as I was asking for things. I deep down knew, but if I were to have them, can I handle that kind of thing? Right. Right. I was almost self-sabotaging, self-sabotaging myself in, in dating because I was dating women who, weren't available or who at the, yeah, at the end of the day just weren't looking for what I was. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I can, this is, this is going to sound really bad. But back when I knew I could practice on their heart, Mm. terrible to say, but it's the truth. I knew it's, it's, it's dope that you can sit here and say that. Yeah. And I know a lot of men can relate to that and whether they want to admit it or not, but I was ultimately now I realize in hindsight, I was practicing on their heart. Wow. I'm like, let, let, let me just not like, let me see how I can mess up their, their heart or their life. But just like, let me just try and see if I can be in a committed relationship, which, which wow. is like in a certain degree, I had good intentions, mm-hmm. but here's where I, I messed up. I would stay too long and I would continue to lead them on and mm. I would continue to give false promises. I would, Overpromise and underdeliver, practicing on their heart. Oof. Yeah. Man, I dated a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> you know that wood wall he talked about? I yeah. Got a few holes yeah. In all here. those holes. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, but yeah. So final takeaway. Um, for I guess. You. I guess the biggest thing is is we're looking for progression and not perfection, right? Ooh, yeah. And that's a constant. Mm. And and if I can say anything is listen to that litter little inner voice yeah mm-hmm. really sit with yourself stop putting people places things yeah, yeah. and just sit with yourself mm-hmm. and in really reevaluate yourself because if i could have knocked some sense from in me at five ten whatever it yeah, was yeah. and really listen to my voice mm-hmm. instead of being distracted by everything because i was hurting yeah. not knowing mm-hmm. i i just want people to if you're in a relationship and you're unhappy and everything seems to be go, going wrong mm-hmm reevaluate it yeah readjust Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to be alone i promise i always say i prefer being alone than being in a situation that is going to make me miserable for the rest of my life and what you're saying which is which is great let me just add to that too you need to listen to what you need Mm -hmm. and then don't be afraid to ask for it yes communication is key communication is key Okay, time for the fun. <laughs> you did great. You can sit back now, relax. Here's the uh, the rapid fire questions. I'm okay. gonna respond in Spanish so he is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> okay. First question. What advice would you give your teenage self? Run. Just <laughs> just go back to Mexico, baby. Go <laughs> and and I asked this question again. My my daughter's a teenager officially. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a lot of things that I won't understand. Yeah. Um, I will try to listen, whether it's with my heart, my ear or my mind. Um, but this, I will replay back and kind of give to her. Not just, just yeah, no yeah, pressure. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hey guys, <laughs> no, honestly, I, I think that, um, I would definitely say 
I wish I would have found someone to guide me better. Okay. Um, like a mentor? In, like in, a in mentor kind of way? or okay. someone that I trusted that I could go to with certain things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I wish that I would have been not so naive, I guess. Mm. So I wish I would have just been in a place where I would have paused more. Sure. Uh, listen more to my mom, listen more to my, I know it sounds so silly, yeah. but they do know what they're talking about. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm just like, oh, you're just this. You're, no, yeah. they, they're really just, they were trying to protect me and yeah. they were trying to go. I wish I could just sit me down, hold my hands and say, baby girl, you're going to be okay, but you need to not, not go the way you're going. Yeah. You yeah. know, which mm-hmm. don't be so free with your body. Mm. Don't be so free with who you allow in your life. Yeah. Be more limited to your space. Right. To what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, I know that as a woman and a young woman, there's pressures to show and to be because everyone at 13 years old is now showing their bodies. Mm. 13s look like 18 year olds. I know, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's scary. It's okay. <laughs> I know, it's scary. It is. My niece is, is eight, and yeah. I look at her, and I, I, I tear up, and I get a knot, and she's not even mine. And I'm yeah. like, baby girl, I just, I, but I do this with her, right? And, yeah. and I, I, I break everything down to her. Yeah. And um, I did have this conversation with one of my best friend's daughter. She's 13, and I say, don't do what your friends do. Yeah. Just don't, before you do anything, talk to somebody that you trust that is yeah. not within your age group. I know. That's so hard, right? Because peer it pressure, is. right? Peer pressure. You don't want to be the oddball out. But what's beautiful that you're offering for your niece, whether she realizes it or, or takes you up on it or not, you are providing that mentorship Absolutely. in a sense to her, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, question number two. What is your biggest goal for 2021? My biggest goal is to finish remodeling my mom's house. <laughs> hmm. No, I think for me is there are a few personal healing points that yeah. I really want to get to a point where I speak on them yeah. and I don't feel, you know that little like, mm-hmm. that little anxiety push that you yeah. get? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a lot of work therapy and all this stuff to yeah. be able to speak on this mm-hmm. and not get that shaky feeling. Sure, So yeah, run towards the fear. Yeah, not away from, not it. Away from it. Yeah. Okay, question number three. What's one motto or mantra that you live by? One motto or mantra that I live by. Um, Forgive. Never resent. Mm. Yeah. There's just so many, but I think my biggest one right now that I'm working on is progression and not perfection. Yeah. Done is better than not done. Yeah. Amen. And that's that's one of those things. I mean, I'm a perfectionist. I I definitely struggle with... um, just actually doing it. Yeah. I have all these ideas and I'm running about all these people mm-hmm. and I have every th- resource that I need, but it's so hard for me to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a big struggle for me with this whole show and, and I'm super grateful that I was able You're to doing amazing. Thank you. <laughs> pull that trigger. Okay. I have two more questions. Um, what do you want to be known for when you leave this earth? So think legacy. I, I just really, my biggest thing is, so I teach these workout classes for for pretty much nothing, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I get those phone calls, I even get choked up about it mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. These people are, are telling me like, you saved me through a pandemic. Yeah. You pulled changed me out, my changed my life. Like I, I want to be known. I don't, I don't care about anything. I just want you to know that I, she, she loved me. She cared about me. She didn't yeah. even know me, but she really cared yeah. about me. Mm-hmm. I want people to know my heart yep. and know that 
there are such there are good people out there with good hearts there's some great men there are mm. some great women yep. everyone's not from the same basket and mm. i just want to be remembered for someone that constantly opened up my arms yeah that's beautiful that's beautiful that's it i that's more or less me and yeah. hence, hence this show when mm-hmm. i go live um, i try to go once a week i yeah. um i've been moved to tears like two or three times just by people's stories and in whether what they're going through and I try to help or or what I've helped them with already through the show and I'm like it's the biggest humbling uh, feeling that you have and you realize like I'm one person but god do can I impact in so much more than I think you just made me like the fulfillment that we've been searching for in in shows movies yeah material things yeah yeah I'd have to hit a zoom button I know I know who knew? Who knew? When, I wasted when, too much money and too much life. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you give back, yeah. um, how much that mm-hmm. that that then you receive, mm-hmm. which is kind of um, funny. Uh, last and final question for you: What do you admire most about you? I never stop. Mm. I, I, and I'm not. There's this. This isn't one of these situations. Yeah, yeah. No, but no. I've had a wild life. Mm-hmm. Another time, another story. But <laughs> yeah. I've had, I've lived a lot of lives and like things yeah. you only read in books. Right. Like, you know, and, and I I am so grateful for, and I, I present this to me because this is my life. Like yeah. one, my faith. I'm so thankful for the, the strength and the relentless that I have that, man, I will fall. Yeah. But then I'll be like, all right, baby, come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because for me is I'm so grateful to live mm. and I'm so grateful to wake up every day. And, I'd, you know, and I always sure. say this, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? Ugh, I don't want to get up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you already start off your day? Or you just start distracting yourself. Yeah, man. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you wake up and be like, oh, yeah. shit, I got another day. Yeah. I get yeah. another day. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's uh, it's it's one of those things. I, I read this book called The Magic, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a it's twenty eight day practice on gratitude, and the second day is you have a mantra for the day, and then obviously I've, I've implemented it for my life. But every single day I wake up, the first thing I do when I open up my eyes is I say, "Thank you for allowing me to wake up today. Yes. Thank you for the gift of health. Yes. For keeping me alive. Yes. I take my left foot, set it down. My right foot, set it down. And in each foot, I say, "Thank you and thank, thank you." you. Um, and it's That's just, awesome. yeah, it's one of those things where, where, you know, life is short. We all know that the pandemic showed us, um, that how important our health truly is yeah. and, um, how vulnerable it, it, it can be, can be taken away just like that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Okay. Last thing for every episode, I always end with acknowledging my guest. So sit back, relax and, and enjoy the words of affirmation. Yeah, exactly. Just vodka. <laughs> Um, okay. I want to acknowledge you for funny enough that you said what you admire most about you, but your tenacity, you know, your, your willingness to never give up your, your ability to be transparent, honest, and truthful with yourself. Um, I can relate to you on so many levels. Um, when we called you and Shan, I called you and put you on speaker. I started to relate then our pre-call yesterday and even now you remind me a lot of, of a lot of me when I was on my journey. And uh, one of the things that was a, a big thing I knew I needed to change, I said in my About Me video, and I thought it was important to give to people, um, I had this facade. Yeah. I had a really hard time letting people see the real me. I was so controlling of what I wanted you 
to see me as, mm. perceive me mm-hmm. as, and just know me as, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so there is so much admiration um, that I have for you to say enough is enough, Thank you. if not now, when kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely admirable to talk about the journey that you're currently on, the progress over yeah. perfection, right? Yeah. Um, this is part of the process. This is part of the progress. Yeah. Um, a lot of people either A, won't even choose to go through it or B, talk about it yeah. while you're going through it. Right. This is very vulnerable for you yeah, to do this. This is, this is, it's not, I'm, it's not I'm easy. fine y'all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just pass out when we, when camera stop rolling, <laughs> but this is hard to do. Yes. It's hard to do. Um, but I so appreciate, and I know everyone watching and listening will, um, your willingness to, to do this. Um, thank and then, you, and you. last but not least the, back to the acknowledgement, um, I just am super grateful for you to be in Shay's life. Oh, um, this is where I cry. Yeah, this is well, where I cry. <laughs> there's, um, I have learned, um, the hard way that you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And the ones that weren't meant to be in Shay's life are no longer here. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are, I know she's extremely grateful that they're still here and I am as well. Um, I know that there's, it takes a village, right? To, to, yeah. to go through life. And, um, I'm extremely grateful that you're a part of, of her so village, which in a sense is a part of my village yeah. and our village. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that I know, you know, Shay's there for you, but so am I thank and whatever you. I can offer and give, thank you, thank I'm pretty you. good at the male perspective. <laughs> um, I'm pretty good at putting holes in, in back then in people's hearts. Thank and now you. I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you why I did it <laughs> <laughs> and how I changed, but, um, yeah, just super, um, super grateful. I feel the same you. way. I, I, Shannon is, is very dear to my heart. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. she's, she has seen the evolution of yeah, yeah. She has seen the real evolution of Gabby. Yeah, so it's beautiful. Friends like her don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. People like her. People like her don't don't yeah. really exist. And I'm very fortunate to have her and yeah. a sprinkles of others. So yeah. equally as grateful for you too. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for being awesome and and, yeah. and taking the time to to make yourself good enough for my Shay. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. I'm still still trying, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, baby steps. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Super grateful, thank and you, um, I'm super excited for everyone to watch and listen. Before we go, I almost forgot. Where can people find you? Just good old Instagram, Gabriela Lopez L A. Mm-hmm. Nice and simple. Cool. I'll make sure I throw it in here a couple <laughs> times at the episode. Um, so yeah, thank you again. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs>
Cartel Queen. Cartel Queen. Yeah. It is. Okay. Mm. Teresa. <laughs> That's it. Call me Teresa. <laughs> Call me T. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Another day in paradise. Here we go. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.